Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. Today, we're going to talk to you guys about a business course. This business course is going to deal with the COVID-19 relief and why some people are going to jail. Now, what's my experience with this particular uh, COVID-19 relief or even business in general? Well, let me give you a little brief history about who I am as a person and uh, entrepreneur. I like to call myself a businessman, more, most likely, but Back in 2009, I had purchased the Business Plan Pro software, and from that software, I had created a business plan. Now, in my business plan, what I decided to do was stick to the plan. I needed money from private investors, I needed money from the bank, and I needed some working capital and collateral of my own, so I put all that information into the business plan. Now, that particular business plan that I was working on at the time was to establish a publishing company. Uh, the publishing company is called DMAC Poetry Publishing House. It's a very prominent publishing company. It's been out since 2007, but I needed funding roughly in 2009. So my experience with the COVID-19 relief is, um, without telling you so much, I received some funding, but I haven't used it as of yet. Now, a lot of people are, well, a lot of people to me, thus far that I know, Two people are um, going to jail or already in jail. We have a Tennessee lawmaker who allegedly spent $600,000 on her own wedding with the COVID-19 federal relief money. And then there's a gentleman out of Florida who received $3.9 million in COVID relief funds. And he decided to buy a Lamborghini, uh, fire some of his employees and use the payment protection program for his own personal use. Now, I have with me a printed up small business uh, administration secure disaster loan paper. And the reason why these men and women uh, are going to jail is because they're not they're not using the funds correctly. Uh, there there is great detail that describes why you should use the money uh, to their terms. Um, and the requirements for the use of the loan and proceeds and receipts. Now, I believe that a lot of people think as if they're not going to get caught. You are going to get caught because you give permission to the, the SBA to dig through your personal bank account. Um, basically, they have access to your bank account, whether you like to believe it or not. And they could basically without saying too much to you, they could go and just disperse the funds from your account. How do I know that? Uh, and why are they able to do that? Because you gave them permission. If you look at any, this is why it's so important to read through uh, the terms and conditions of any paperwork, even your own paperwork that you make for yourself. Um, this, is, this, is, this is what baffles me about the situation with the lawmaker. Okay. So she spent $600,000. She probably received more money than that. She just spent $600,000 on her own wedding. Of course, probably some lavish getaway, honeymoon. And uh, okay, so here we go. She, she secured $2.2 million in federal grants for the program beginning in 2015. So they've been watching her ever since 2015. She took it upon herself. This paperwork is very black and white. It's very cut and dry. It explains to you exactly uh, what you're going to get, how much you're going to pay back, 
and when they start the payments and what you can spend the money on. With this particular case, she's a healthcare uh, provider, so she works at the Healthcare Institute. She decided to basically take a little skin off and she thought that no one was going to recognize. Now, one of two things happened. Either someone told on her or the federal administration pretty much went into her bank account and was watching her uh, watching her funds and seeing how she was allocating her funds. Now, let me give you a little description of what where she messed up. Uh, payments and purchases include a vehicle to her daughter. Okay, that's where you mess up. Uh, clothing, accessories, I, she spent on hair and beauty products. What's up with my bees today? Expenses related to her wedding, honeymoon, uh, legal fees for her divorce, her personal payments on her debts, including her credit card, storage, uh, storage unit, store, charge cards, student loans, and personal loans, travel and entertainment for herself and family, improvements to her personal residence expense. So she was bound to get caught because she's not using the money for uh, the healthcare institute. Now, why did I bring this up today? This is this is why I brought this up. The man who received three point nine million dollars in COVID relief, and this young lady here who received federal grant money um, for two point two million dollars. What they didn't do, which would have saved them a lot of time, what they didn't do was stick to the plan. There is no way you can receive millions of dollars or even thousands of dollars, a low amount of thousands of dollars, without having a plan or showing some type of track record. The reason they're going to jail is because they didn't stick to their own plan. I talk about this so much when you start to go to a bank or to a private investor or venture capitalist. What you, the reason they want to see your business plan is because they want to know if you're going to execute your business plan the way you say that you are. Because if you stick to your business plan, if you stick to your plan, you're most likely going to save more money than throw it away. Because in your business plan, what you're going to happen to realize is the things that you think that you want, you're not going to purchase. Because in your business plan, you're supposed to be focused on things that you need. So the COVID-19 relief funds or any, any federal grant funds for that matter, they have specifics. For example, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 Relief Disaster Fund. They want you to use that funding, that $10,000, or that this basically is up to $10,000. So some people can receive $1,000 and anywhere in between or the $10,000. They want you to use that money on working capital. Now, things that if you start to purchase a car, if you purchase clothes and things of that nature well clothes is okay because it's part of the COVID relief you gotta you gotta provide shelter for yourself but if you're buying a personal vehicle for yourself and not for your business that's a strike against you if you are it's okay for you to pay your utilities and things of that nature because that's part of the COVID-19 relief package okay but what they really want you to use it for is for the working capital so if you have a business okay you got to separate business and personal if you have a business, use the COVID-19 relief for business practices only. This is why, without saying too much, this is why uh, we have multiple bank accounts, right? We have over nine. We had seven at first. I was dropping. We had 10 total. I dropped them down to seven, but it was too much coming in. So we had to get some more bank accounts. So it's a total of nine, whatever, right? That's neither here nor there. But what you have to do is you have to designate certain bank accounts for certain spending, 
unfortunately. You can't just have money sitting in one bank account and try to spend it from there. So, for example, if you're using, you, you, you're not necessarily supposed to do this, but you can't use your doing business as for your personal spending, right? Because when they look at that track record, they're going to look at it with different eyes. They're going to say, oh, you were buying hair. You were going to get a haircut. You were going to get your nails done. You was going to get groceries. You was going to do this. And that's your that, and you were using your personal uh, funding through your business as account, doing business as account. You have to have different bank accounts so they can track. So, for example, when you have a business bank account and they see that you're paying utilities, they see that you're paying for marketing, capital gain when you're using the COVID-19 relief, they want to know that you're using this money the way you say that you need it. Okay. Now, the reason why these two knuckleheads are going to jail and I don't feel sorry for them is because they had a business plan. And in order to receive that amount of money, the person, that loan officer, that person uh, who basically approved for them to get the money, they saw on black and white that this person is going to use these funds, the 3.9 million or the 2.2 million, they're going to use these funds for their business. Now, the gentleman who received $3.9 million, uh, he, so he applied, uh, says authorities allege that Heinz fraudulently applied for about $13.5 million in payment uh, the Paycheck Protection Program. Let me bring my laptop closer. Okay. Now, <clears throat> he used, he was approved for $3.9 million. So whoever saw his paperwork said, okay, we're going to comb through your paperwork and we're going to see uh, why do you want $13.5 million. Uh, we don't think that you need 13.5, so we're going to give you 3.9. So in his paperwork, they saw something that was uh, uh, credentials. They saw his credentials, and they decided to give him this installment of $3.9 million. Now, what he decided to do, he falsely claimed companies paid millions of dollars in payroll in the first quarter of 2020, the state and bank records, however, show little to no payroll expenses during this period. He decided to go buy a $318,000 Lamborghini. Now, could there have been a way for him to get a Lamborghini for uh, capital reasons as far as marketing goes? Possibly. However, this particular program, the Paycheck Protection Program, doesn't allow for him to purchase something of that magnitude. It's supposed to go towards your business and your employees. That's where he failed. This happens a lot, ladies and gentlemen. When people, this is why so many people default on loans. When, when a person sees money that they never received before or what seems to be it's extra your wants kick in your wants kick in and not your needs what he needed to do was pay his employees for the coronavirus aid relief but yet he decided to i guess get rid of some of his employees that probably would have allocated up to the $318,000 in payroll, pay, paying out the payroll. Uh, 
and decided to go buy one individual item, a vehicle, at $318,000, and that was a red flag that went off. Now, we have the COVID-19 relief. When you sign their paperwork from the Small Business Administration, they have specific detail. It's about 14 pages, if I'm not mistaken, between 11 and 14 pages. They have specific detail in what you're supposed to use this money for. Now, I want to point this out to you real quickly. I want to point this out. This is probably where he where he got messed up. And this is in very this is in very fine print. So if they gave him the three point nine million dollars and he just signed the paperwork and sent it back and say that, you know, he's going to pay the money back or or however the payment protection program works. I think some of them can pay it back. And some some people can pay it back. Some people don't have to. What he probably didn't read was this. The borrower will, to the extent feasible, purchase only American made equipment and products with the proceeds of this loan. Now, I'm more than sure that a Lamborghini is not American made. It is a foreign car. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a strike against his bank account, which is why he got flagged for many reasons. And one of two things happened. Either someone told on him, which is probably his employees, or two, they have access to your bank account and they can see what you're spending. Both of those are true. Okay. He got rid of people who needed a job, who probably knew that if they got on unemployment, that they will be eligible for unemployment, but they're not going to receive their unemployment benefits anytime soon. <clears throat> now, this is happening across the entire globe. This is a international pandemic. They're giving money. I hate to say it in this manner. They're giving money away under certain guidelines. People who are receiving small business uh, administration secured disaster loans are getting this money because the SBA is looking at your account in good faith. They want you to use that money for working capital. They want people to put money back into the economy. Okay, They're not saying, go get your hair done, go get your nails done, go have a block party. They want you to specifically put the money back into the economy by giving your company capital working gain. Now, you say, Darshan, what's your experience on this? How do you know so much about it? I have received COVID-19 relief funding. I'm not going to disperse the amount. However, it was for my business. Now, I have a, a multitude of businesses, but one particular business took a tank. It took a real hard dive. So when I was talking to my wife about the COVID-19 relief funds and why people are going to jail for the Paycheck Protection Program and the Secure Disaster Loans, it's because people are not sticking to the original plan. And that document that you sign, it states exactly how you're supposed to use it and why you're using it and why you received it. Now, a lot of people are fraudulently applying for this loan and they're using the money for personal funding for themselves. For example, going out shopping, uh, just buying clothes. When It's okay to buy groceries. It's okay to buy groceries. That's part of you. If you have a business and you have employees sometimes you have to have food sometimes you have to have business meetings and stuff of that nature so it's it's okay to buy food but you have to take care of your business uh, your utilities your insurance 
um, um, your business card notes and things of that nature. Just, just business practices, guys, not personal use. You're not supposed to go. You're not supposed to, but you're going to do what you want to do. You're not supposed to go, uh, spend the money on your honeymoon you're not supposed to go get wedding plans done you're not supposed to go take lavish trips you're not supposed to go uh, buy foreign cars and foreign clothes and and foreign watches and, and things of that nature and earrings and no you're supposed to put working capital back into your business now i don't know these two personally i don't know david t hines and what's the young lady's name out of tennessee the tennessee lawmaker what is her name? Um, Robinson, Katrina Robinson. So David T. Hines and Katrina Robinson, they are misusing funds that they receive from basically a federal entity. If you think for one moment that a federal entity doesn't know what you're spending your money on, you are ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to give up your... Um, when it's a, uh, it's not really a personal loan. Like the COVID nineteen, uh, either you have your IEN number, is it your federal, your federal identification number for your business, or your social security number. Either one of those, they work the same. They have access to your bank account. They have access to your business. So every time you swipe that card, whether you think they're looking at it or not, they have access. They can go into your bank account any moment they want to. And let's bring this up. This is why a lot of people fail in business. Let's really talk about this. People who go on to Shark Tank, people who reach out to venture capitalists, people who want private and public funding. If I'm an investor, whether whatever platform I'm on, whether it's the SBA or I'm on Shark Tank or just a personal venture capitalist, if I'm an investor in your business, yes, I'm going to look at your business history. I'm going to look at how you spend money. I want to know how did you get your business started? What happened in between this time and why? Isn't your business thriving without without my help? You see what I'm saying? So, of course, they're going to go into your bank account. People on Shark Tank, they go into the Shark Tank all the time. And they think to themselves that I'm going to go ask for this money, give off this percentage of equity, and no one's going to know how I'm going to spend the funds. That's not true. Those people are extremely smart. They're, what, years into a season now. So they know what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. And they always ask people, why do you need our money? Because their money comes with a price. That price is almost damn near 50% of their 50% of their company. Okay. So do not be fooled to think that they're not going to comb through your bank account. Uh, the small business uh, loan that I have in front of me clearly states that they are going to require the loan proceeds and receipts for your bank account clearly says it. it's about two paragraphs and you have to keep itemized receipts together um, for their for their purposes now um, this would not consider request for loan increase receive one or two years from the date so there's a lot of great detail in in these uh, relief packages especially now now the people who are approving these loans, can they get in trouble? It's a possibility that they can get in trouble. However, they won't get in trouble because these particular people, the loan officers, what's being submitted to them 
is paperwork that they are receiving in good faith. And that good faith says that, let's say I'll, I'll use my name. Darshan has a business. Darshan needs X amount of dollars. He gave us his, his paperwork and it states that he did take a dive in January and it's been slowly diving ever since. We're going to loan him some money and we need for Darshan to use this money as working capital solely because this is supposed to go to the business that he applied for. I can't take my personal life and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I don't know, just take my family on some lavish vacation uh, overseas, which is not going to happen. But, and we spending $3,000 of the money and then they look and go, well, you took a trip to Korea for $3,000 total. Uh, that has nothing to do with your business and having uh, putting money back into the economy as far as your business is concerned. People's businesses are very impactful to the to the economy. Why? Because when you have a business, nine times out of ten you have employees. This is why they're trying to give money to people who have a certain amount of employees because your business is supplying funds to your employees. Your employees are supplying funds to the economy. So when you go to purchase things for your honeymoon, you're filing for a divorce, you're buying Lamborghinis, you're taking lavish trips, you're paying off personal student loans, you're paying off your personal debt. Well, that's not giving money back to the economy. That's you just spending money frivolously upon yourself and not thinking of the consequences. So uh, Katrina Robinson and David T. Hines, well, unfortunately, they deserve to go to jail because they haven't stick to the business plan. Now, it's not my rules. The rules are in the paperwork. Okay. They read those rules. They signed on a dotted line and they dated it. So I can't feel sorry for people who are misusing funds and not giving back to the employees that need the funds. They decided to go spend it on themselves to take care of their own personal gain. Happens all the time. You're going to hear more and more about these cases because a lot of people are fraudulently claiming money because they think that they need it when they more so that they want it just to have it, just to see it. But when you don't have a plan, this is where you're going to fail. Okay. If you look on the Internet, I don't know if you're watching it from uh, from your smartphone, um, but if you look up Darshan McAway, right, or just put in Darshan uh, small business um let's see darshan small business uh article right let's see what happens okay so you're going to see an article titled he's not dreaming he's succeeding that article was written up about me by business plan pro if you're not familiar with Business Plan Pro, it's a software where people can use their software to write their business proposal, word for word, page for page, paragraph for paragraph. I use Business Plan Pro software to secure my funding. It talks about it talks about how much money I receive. Uh, I'm not going to personally say it, but if you read it, it is in black and white. It talks about how much money I received. And, and if you look at, uh, let's see, um, when was this article written up? 
I, I believe this article was written up in either 2009 or 2010. It doesn't say at the top, but it's, it's labeled as one of their success stories. This is why I'm, I'm capable of speaking on this matter because Business Plan Pro, the software company, they reached out to me because I secured some money and they decided to write an article about me to boost their sales. Now, they asked me um, a few questions and if you look into this article, what used to be Darshan.com, I ended up changing it to DarshanMacaway.com. That domain name is going to be forever registered. However, um, they talk about my publishing company, which was is called DMAC Poetry House. And I talk about how I was writing self-help books and I was working as a truck driver um, in a bakery and as a forklift operator uh, some time ago just to keep to keep myself functioning and I decided to download or purchase rather the business plan pro software to basically make a better life for myself and since 2009 up until now I have a few more employees but at the time when I got started I had four employees and at that time we were based out of Fayetteville Arkansas and I was having people do things for me in my publishing company that I couldn't do for myself, which was I can write the books, but to go back through it and comb it and, you know, proofread it and edit it and do all the cover art and things of that nature. I didn't have time to do it. So I was hiring people to do things for me. So the employees that I have were people such as I've always had a multitude of publishers. I mean, not publishers, publicists. Uh, I have a um, an agent. Then we have the proofreader. We have the editor. And then sometimes we would bring off and on a freelance graphic design uh, artist. But it talks in very great detail about the, uh, the funds I secured uh, roughly back in 2009, 2010. And what I was doing to keep myself afloat and how, and how I took advantage of what they call the smartphone. <sighs> Many of you are familiar with the BlackBerry device. Without me saying so much, when BlackBerry, when the BlackBerry devices were popular, I was making so much money from my phone that I didn't need a brick and mortar location. I had always thought of a way. How do I reduce the fact of me not needing a brick and mortar location and keep everything online? What software can I use to eliminate the middleman, so to speak? Well, when you read this article, you're going to clearly see how clever and well thought out I thought about how do I make my smartphone solely become the business the shipping and just always collect money now many of you use your smartphone just to be on social media uh, just to watch YouTube videos your phones are actually not making you any money I have in front of me right now I am live streaming on Instagram and I'm live streaming on Facebook and I have another phone right here where it's supposed to be live streaming on Twitter, but I'm using it for my podcast. It's solely audio. And each one of these phones, believe it or not, are making me money. However, it's only one phone, which is my business phone, that's really allocating all the funds. Now, when this video goes down on my personal platform, I speak to over 250,000 people through my personal email database. I share my Facebook Twitter, Instagram, whatever those social medias, I share my content on their platforms. I don't trust any of the other platforms to bring me money because I know that they fudge numbers. 
So I use my smartphone to make money every single day, every single hour, every single year. And I've been doing that ever since I got my hands onto a smartphone. I first started off with a BlackBerry. I was doing... This is when BlackBerry was, to me, one of the... Either one of the pioneers or the pioneer at the time where you can have your email synced up to your phone. I was making so much money because I would send out a link and people will purchase from me personally, right? I was doing PayPal at the time. People will mail me money, snail mail, uh, but I had a software. There was an app on there where you could receive direct funds. It, it's, um, what was it called? It was kind of like Cash App, but it was through BlackBerry. Um, so that Cash App idea isn't a new idea. I have my BlackBerry somewhere, but I would have to find it to, to let you guys know what that app was called. But the way people are sending money now, that's that's old. We've been doing that for the longest. So <clears throat> let's see here. So, yeah, so <sighs> this is what I would say to you guys. I would say to you, if you're applying for any type of business loan, what you need to do is stick to your plan. You have to stick to your plan. If you stick to your plan, you will not run through all of your funds. It's very important for you guys to stick to your plan because when you stick to your plans, you're going to understand what you need versus what you want. What you want to do is just spend the money any type of way you want to. What you need to do is spend the money towards your business the way you say that you're going to. That way you can keep yourself out of jail. You're going to hear more cases about people uh, misusing the funds and they're going to jail. And there are going to be a lot of people who are, who are receiving millions of dollars, uh, especially in the PPP loan. This man here, uh, David T. Hines, he received $3.9 And he took it upon himself to spend the money how he wanted to. So the fact that he's going to jail, it doesn't surprise me because he didn't read through the business plan. He didn't read through the paperwork. They're not going to give you $3.9 million um, without you signing some type of paperwork and, and, and goes in great detail of how you're supposed to use the funds. Now, <clears throat> I want to switch over just a little bit to Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, so Ellen DeGeneres is under a uh, sexual misconduct. Wow. That's interesting. So she's under a sexual misconduct um, case. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think she said something along the lines like she wasn't going to bring her show back. Okay. So for about maybe February, uh, January, February, March, somewhere up in March, you know what I started to realize? This is what I started to realize. <clears throat> since the COVID-19 is coming out and it's been changing a lot of things. <clears throat> I guess if you believe in this kind of thing, maybe it, it's, it's actually kind of evident that it's, it's showing the way it's showing. The people who were on top for a long time, uh, rich people, celebrities, however you want to label, just people that have been on top that we watched on TV, you watched through... Um, news articles, Yahoo, Bing, Google, whatever. If you notice, 
this isn't happening for a reason. There are certain people that have to move out of a certain position. The people who have been struggling to get to the top, the underdogs, the underdogs are going to get to the top and they're going to do things the right way. So when you see people get canceled or you're seeing people, uh, businesses tanking and stuff of that nature, uh, that has nothing to do with good things happen to bad people. That has everything to do with you've ran out of time and karma, karma is going to hit you. Now, I'm pretty sure there are going to be a few people in the mix where good things happen to bad people. But one thing I'm noticing is everyone looked at Ellen DeGeneres as basically America's talk show sweetheart. For her to go through this misconduct, it tells me a lot of different things. One, it has to be partially true because she's in it. Because if it isn't true, it will be shut down real quickly. So this has been an ongoing investigation. Now, do I feel sorry for her? No. No, because the reason I don't feel sorry for people is this reason right here. Why haven't I done it? Why is it okay for you to do it and I haven't done it? So you're doing something that I'm not even thinking about. It's not even in my character, but I have just as much opportunity to do exactly what you're doing, but you decided to go do it. So now that you're doing it, you thought you were never going to get caught. Men and women ask this question all the time. Why do men cheat? Why do women cheat? It's because they believe they're not going to get caught. Why are people misusing the funds? Why did Ellen, uh, have, why does she have harassment, sexual misconduct? It's because people believe that they're not going to get caught. That is why they do it. Some people solely just don't care. But for the most part, people believe that they're not going to get caught. And they end up getting caught years down the line or, for most people, a couple of months down the line. But Ellen's case has nothing to do with my particular business um, video. But, however, you're going to notice that her company employed a lot of people. So it kind of goes in that, that timeline of this. The reason you can't trust other people's platforms is because you don't know how people are having misconduct in their business or how they're using their funds. This is why I can't depend on Walmart to sell my books. I can't depend on Target to sell. I can't depend on any third-party entity. See, those are third-party. When you supply your books to Amazon and, and Books A Million and Barnes & Nobles, those are, those are outside of your reach. You do not have access to their bank accounts to see how they're uh, misusing their funding. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You're not privy to that information. It's not even a conversation for you to even ask them that. You can ask them that and the, the executives or the buyers who you're sitting in front of, they're going to laugh at you and say, we don't even know that information. Because the CEO of those companies are not sitting in on that boardroom unless they really, 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 really like you and they're really, really, really trying to get your product in the store and they really, 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 really want to give you more money than what your product is worth. Other than that, the CEOs and the CFOs of those companies, they're not going to sit in on a, a business meeting with you when you have to talk to a buyer. The buyer is the the, the mediator, the, the, the peon, so to speak. So... You're not going to be privy to this information about how people are having misconduct at their companies or how they're how they're handling their funds. This is why you can't 
necessarily you sh well you shouldn't necessarily depend on companies to carry your product because as you can clearly see uh if i'm not mistaken from what i read i think like 67 percent of businesses are closed so what does that tell you these people have been in business years before you you have companies such as Uh, Ross, Waffle House, uh, Gordman's, uh, is it Gordon? Gordon's or Gordman's? It's probably both. Uh, you, you have, uh, all these retail stores and, and construction stores and supplying materials. All these companies are taking a dive. Now, construction is booming a little bit, but people are getting sick. So some of those people work at these stores and if the employees are contracting the COVID and they got to be out for 14 days and then uh, no one's able to fill the positions because some people are on unemployment, they get, they're making more money off of unemployment, who's going to apply for a job? So it's, it's easy math to me to see how the economy, um, to me, if it hasn't already tanked, which I think it did and they're just not saying anything how it's crumbling and how it cannot get back together unless you do a complete factory reset. Yep. You have to do a complete factory reset. That means everything that was ever in existence with anyone's business, any prior loans, any, anything has to go back to zero. That means they have to wipe the slate clean with everyone even foreign countries the slate has to be wiped clean at least for a majority of the finances in order for things to get back to normal it has to be wiped completely clean so there's no uh there's great understanding on why the stimulus is taking so long to come back the second stimulus the first one was was very risky if you know anything about finances the first one, the first stimulus was very risky. There are millions of people who haven't even received their tax refund. I'm speculating here, but my speculation is they're using most of the tax refund money in a certain bank account that they have access to, which is when I say they, I'm talking about the government. And that money is sitting in that account and is gaining a lot of interest. And that interest is being paid out to other foreign countries to cover to foot their own bill because once that money gets dispersed to all the american people right all is left is the interest that that account had accrued every year people turn in their taxes the money that they're getting from your paycheck you know every year from millions billions of people okay well well not billions because uh, the united states has like 300 million some people so million hundreds of millions of people the second stimulus if it decides to come out it, to me, I think it would probably be the last one because they're going to realize that they're going to have to do a factory reset. It's too much, uh, too much of a virus, so to speak. This is, it's too much of a computer virus, to be honest with you, a computer virus and a human virus for them to just keep on giving out money because the money has to come from somewhere and some person. So this money that they're pulling from, you say, well, no, nah, that's the money that we're owed. We're due to that anyway. Mm, not really. If you look at 
how much money you make as an individual and where you work at, that $1,200 stimulus is nowhere close. To be honest with you, if you're looking at numbers, to be 100% honest with you, since a lot of things are made overseas, American people looking at it financially are probably making too much by the hour. If you were to break down what a human being actually needs to survive, you guys, all of us are making more than than what we're supposed to based off of needs. You say, well, hold on, Darshan, what you talking about, man? Hold on. Do you need five cars? No. Do you need five houses? No. Do you need five watches? No. Do you need five sets of... Go so we're making money buying extra wants than needs. So if you look at your life, this is how, this is why my wife and I are so successful. If you look at your life, and my dad taught me this trick. A lot of people are going to go broke because they want more when you're supposed to buy what you need. So, for example, here's a perfect example for you to focus on what you need. Your grocery list. It looks good in your household to have a whole bunch of potato chips and all kinds of juices and all kinds of water and things of that nature. However, you don't need but so much depending on who's in your household. And if you look at how much your family is spending on food, you probably can reduce that that bill by $175. If you look at what you're spending and what you throw away, you say, okay, well, we only need one of this item, maybe two of these. You don't need five of each item. It depends on how big your household is. And you have to know what your diet is. There's a reason why people go on diets, and not only just for health reasons, but to... Um, to reduce their, their spending on, on groceries. Now, another case is, it's very hard to do this, but it can be done, is managing your, your gas bill, your light bill, your water bill. Um, you have to, in most cases, if you have a stay-at-home wife, your, your bills are probably gonna be high because people are at home watching TV, <clears throat> people are at home using up the water, um, using up, you know, the electricity. Uh-oh. My lights went out. No. <laughs> My, um... Hold on one second, guys. My laptop cut off and it cut off my light power. Hold on. Anyway, like I was saying, um... The reason why a lot of people are... are broke... And, and, and are going to continue to be broke is because you guys don't know how to spend money. And this is going to be my last point about business and money. And if you're there, if you have kids, you want to listen to this. Just give me one second. And my name is Darshawn Mackway. Thank you for tuning in to Wild Podcast. I'll see you guys later. Peace.